Welcome back to your haunted holiday. I'm Lisa. And I'm Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we're going to talk about a place that you actually went to recently. That's right. I went a few weeks ago before the whole pandemic really went crazy. So I got there just in time. I am so glad, Lindsay, you were able to make it before, you know, everything turned into mayhem in this world. And we understand that obviously this is a travel program, right? And we cannot travel right now. We need to do our safe social distancing. But we do want you guys to think of this in a couple different ways. We're still going to do our travel reviews and you can start planning for your future trips once we can celebrate and this horrible pandemic comes to an end. Um, but also just try to get your mind off things a little bit and think of it as kind of a virtual tour. Yeah, let this be a distraction for you guys once a week. Um, I think it's kind of enjoyable and you can hopefully make some future plans. Yeah, so I'm excited to hear all about your trip, Lindsay. I've heard a little bit about it, a little bit here and there, I'm not going to lie, but I haven't heard every <laughs> single detail of it kind of intentionally. And you went up, you went to a thing that is right up our alley there. You went to a murder mystery dinner party there, which we're going to get into all the details of. This is your haunted holiday at the Windsor Hotel in Americus, Georgia. So this is a historic hotel. It was built in 1892. And you know how much they paid to build it? This is a big hotel, by the way. It, it was $150,000. Whoa. I know. It's crazy how little money that sounds. I mean, it sounds like a lot of money to me. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to have $150,000 sitting in my pocket. But... It's crazy how little it was considering, I mean, Americus, Georgia is a, is a very pretty small town, right? Mm -hmm. And this is in downtown Americus, Georgia, and it takes up like a whole city block in downtown. It does. It's really, so if you've never been to Americus, it's about three hours south, maybe a little less, um, of Atlanta. So I took a short weekend road trip down there a few weeks ago to go visit the hotel and uh, attend their murder mystery dinner that they do once a year, every spring. It just, I just happened to come across this and I love a murder mystery dinner theater. So I had to do it, but Americus, Georgia is just this really awesome little town south of Atlanta. They've got all kinds of like great little restaurants and cute shops and really neat downtown area. And this building is so prominent. Like you said, it takes up a full city block. I mean, it's almost the most prominent building in the in the town. Yeah, and when I was researching it, I would say that it is. Like people say this is, you know, the thing that really stands out in Americus, Georgia. So although it is historic, it's, you know, been there since 1892, and it's really the pride of Americus, I think I would say. This history lesson on this place is going to be pretty quick. <laughs> so right. it's in 1892, and I'm going to talk about a particular horrible murder that happened there. But aside from that, you know, there's been presidents that have stayed there before. Of course, Jimmy Carter is from, I think he's actually from Americus, isn't he? 
he's yeah there's some sort of like memorial or, or something nearby i drove past something but yeah it would make total sense yeah so uh jimmy carter has stayed there they actually have a presidential suite that is named after him it is the jimmy carter presidential suite fdr has been to the windsor hotel actually before he was president so it is a place where a lot of different people have kind of passed through over the years right mm -hmm. um but i will say based on everything that i've seen it has been beautifully renovated over the last you know couple decades i would say they've put a lot of money into it, almost like six million dollars wow um so it's beautiful when you walk into it and Lindsay, you've actually been there so you can talk more about this but it's like a three-story atrium you know right mm -hmm. there in the middle of the hotel it has original marble floors original uh oak banisters and columns throughout um so it really looks like they've done an excellent job renovating the place i would absolutely agree with you so as soon as you walk in it is kind of opulent is a good word for it like you, you can see the marble floors they've got chandeliers they've got that huge atrium which is just really cool and you can tell that it's old right so i love those kind of hotels i mean you can tell it's old but it's still nice right it's, it's not old in a bad way it's old in a really kind of cool historical way yeah they did a nice job with the renovation i just i like those kind of places that have some like neat character to them yeah the main murder that we know of is a maid or a housekeeper and her young daughter okay and this was in 1903 so the very early 1900s and you know the names are kind of shaky but the best i could find for the names was emily may was the name of the housekeeper and then her daughter's name was Emma. And essentially what happened is on the third floor, somehow they were pushed down the elevator shaft and actually fell to their death. So both of them died by falling through or being pushed down the elevator shaft. Now, there's a few different accounts of what may have happened. You know, the biggest one is that there was a prominent businessman from America's Georgia who was actually the father of Emma, and he was in some kind of argument with her, and he did not want his wife to find out, and he was not wanting her to get any of his money kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And there was some sort of confrontation that happened on that third floor, which resulted in him murdering them by pushing them down the elevator shaft the wow. other common story is potentially that she was kind of in an argument with her lover at the time she was standing on the third floor in front of the elevator holding the hand of her young daughter and she was pushed the the lover of hers may have known they don't really know did they intend to just push her into the elevator you know getting a little violent or did they actually know that the elevator shaft was empty and that they would fall to their death? So mm -hmm. it could have been, I mean, still violent, but like an accidental situation, or it could have been murder. Nobody really knows. There's a lot of different stories out there. Gotcha. Yeah, I've heard a few different versions of it, but that's 
one of the major things that is talked about in the hotel as far as hauntings. Yeah, that's really kind of the big death. Lindsay, I'm going to read to you an excerpt of a flyer that you actually received from the Windsor Hotel. And I believe you said you got this during the murder mystery dinner. Yes. So some of it appears to be fictionalized, but they do cover the woman um, who fell down the elevator shaft and her daughter. So to me, that's kind of seems to be maybe the Windsor's account of, of that situation. Yeah, I agree, because it does match what I was able to find online. There's a lot of other stuff in here that I think is probably part of the murder mystery, I'm going to assume. We'll post a a picture of this flyer on our website in the episode section on yourhauntedholiday.com if you're interested in looking at it. But I'm going to read the first part because I think that is based on reality and the actual rumors that are out there about the maid and her daughter. So the headline is Murdered Maid Wonders Windsor. Unusual occurrences and sightings suggest the Windsor Hotel is haunted by numerous ghosts. A head housekeeper and her little girl, who were both murdered in 1903, pushed down the elevator shaft, are said to wander the halls of the hotel. It is rumored the little girl was the love child of a prominent local businessman who either committed or arranged their murder to prevent his wife from finding out and taking his fortune. The ghost of the little girl is said to run laughing down the third floor hallway at night. Creepy. Child laughter is ghost child laughter, let me preface. (laughs) It's always scary. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. All right, so one of the more fun ghost stories of the Windsor Hotel is a bellman that worked the front door and the elevator at the Windsor Hotel for like 40 years. And his name was Floyd Lowry, and he just loved working there. Like he took a lot of pride in greeting every single guest with a smile. He thoroughly enjoyed it. Now, I wasn't able to find any, you know, information on how Floyd passed away, but there's nothing to indicate that he passed away in the hotel, but he did like it enough that he does seem to be haunting the place. 
And, he, you know, one thing that they say about the Windsor Hotel is the ghosts there are friendly. Yeah. And I know that's why you were very comfortable staying there by yourself pretty much, too, is that, you know, it wasn't anything like the Sally House that we talked about last week. Right. It was, it's like friendly ghosts. For sure. They seem to be, uh, you know, just people that are still there for one reason or another. Right. And so Floyd is there today and he will actually open the lobby door for people, maybe help them get into the elevator, you know, and they might go to the front desk and say something about, you know, the bellhop and they'll be like, we don't have a bellhop. So although they did for years while Floyd was working there, Today, there is no bellhop that's there, you know, opening the door for you. So if that happens when you arrive to the hotel, it's probably Floyd. Absolutely. Yeah, I was looking for that, but I didn't have any such luck. No bellhop assisted me to my room (laughs) when I arrived. The other place in the hotel that is considered very haunted is the third floor and in particular the third floor hallway and if you remember from earlier that is actually the floor where emily may and her daughter emma were pushed down the elevator shaft and died so it really is in conjunction with that story and Lindsay, you stayed on the third floor when you were there right i did so i ultimately was looking up some different haunted locations i came across this in americas which i had actually heard of previously. So my mom is from Albany, Georgia, and all of her brothers and sisters, she actually has, I think, like seven brothers and sisters total, all still live in Albany. And that's a town just south of Americus. So she's very familiar with it. She's been there to like have lunch and eat and, and that kind of thing. And they like the fact that it's haunted. So I came across on their website that they do a spring murder mystery dinner every year. So they do like a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday showing. And it's put on by uh, this group called the GSW Dramatic Arts Department. I think that's like a school. Um, And they play the actors and put together the whole mystery. So I saw this and I thought, oh my gosh. So I love a murder mystery dinner. I just, I think it's so much fun to try to solve. And I knew like my aunts and uncles would enjoy that kind of thing too. So I reached out to my aunt and said, hey, would you guys be interested in, you know, meeting kind of in the middle? I'll drive south and I'll get a room for the night. So that's how it all really got started. And then when you booked your room, did you specifically ask for the third floor or did they suggest that? How did you end up getting a third floor room? That's a good question. So I initially called because the website says to call to book the murder mystery dinner and you can get a package. So it comes with the room and the dinner itself for two people. So I went ahead and called them and I specifically asked them hey, I'd really like to get a haunted room. They did have a pause. I think they thought the question was kind of funny, but they had clearly heard the question before. So she was like, yes, you know what? Let me see what we can do. Our third floor is is typically the most haunted. That's where we kind of get the most uh, reports of things happening. So let me work on what's open during that date. And then she sent me an email shortly afterwards and I stayed in room 334. Nice. So that is considered the most haunted area in the hotel. So they did set you up right there on the third floor and basically what happens it's gonna be that housekeeper and her daughter who are seen there so the housekeeper is uh sometimes not as often but sometimes she's actually seen on the third floor wearing a long black dress and supposedly there is a mirror somewhere on the third floor 
kind of in that hallway maybe where you can see her silhouette where you might see her turn away look back and then she's mm -hmm. gone so the maid can be seen but her daughter is actually seen way more than she is and so the daughter is probably i would say the most active ghost in the hotel she is known for running down that hallway especially late at night giggling playing like you can hear little kids running down that hallway i guess as well as cold spots okay so one funny account well funny kind of funny account i thought that i found on youtube it was on like a local news report from americas it was somebody that was actually working room service like a longtime employee there and she was delivering food late at night up on the third floor walking down the hall and all of a sudden she felt like this breeze like run by her it was like this cold breeze and she got like totally freaked out and like ran out of the hallway and she's still freaked out about it <laughs> to this day <laughs> but that kind of thing with this little girl is probably the most common mm -hmm. thing that you're gonna see at this place the other thing that happens a lot and this isn't necessarily on the third floor it's I, I think throughout the hotel that I saw many reports of online was that electronics will go off. In particular, radios will go off by themselves throughout the hotel, which I thought oh. was pretty interesting. The other places to look for some ghosts. So the kitchen is supposed to be very haunted, although you're probably not going to be allowed in the kitchen unless you, you know, ask nicely or something like that. And in the kitchen, they are known for pots and pans being thrown kind of violently, I guess. Like, oh. you know, these ghosts, it's supposed to be very poltergeisty in the kitchen like a lot of things moving around getting misplaced and things being thrown by themselves hmm. so that one's kind of freaky so we talk about friendly ghosts throwing pots and pans not so friendly yeah, yeah i agree doesn't sound that friendly the other place to look is also there's supposed to be poltergeist activity in the dining rooms as well so you know kind of the main um, restaurant area i believe in the hotel mm -hmm. and really quick Lindsay, i think we should tell that story about our cousins when they went to the windsor to yes. eat lunch with our mom and our aunt chris so back in the day i mean gosh it's probably been 10 years now maybe at least yeah so our two cousins were pretty young like i would say maybe around 10 maybe a little bit younger yeah right? give or take and so my mom and my aunt and them they were on a road trip going somewhere and they decided on their way out of town well why don't we stop in americas and we'll eat lunch in the windsor hotel because it's haunted and you know these girls will get a big kick out of this you know because they're into ghosts right. and all that right so they stop and they eat lunch and uh, our one cousin proceeds to ask the waitress, you know, I hear this place is haunted. What ghostly experiences have been happening here? So she responded with, you know, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in those things, right? Something like that. And then Haley would proceed to ask more. I heard somebody died in this hotel. Are <laughs> they haunting it? And the waitress would respond with, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in those kinds of things, right? Like constantly. But our little cousin was young and just fascinated in this. And like she could not let it go. She kept asking this lady questions and had no self-awareness that this lady was like kind of getting uncomfortable with the questions. And my mom and my aunt thought it was hysterical. 
And then while they're sitting there eating lunch, a light bulb in the dining room actually burst. And so then my cousin, I think, even said, did the ghost do that to the waitress again? And the waitress was like, I'm Christian. I don't. She just kept saying that. (laughs) I'm Christian. They seem to keep forgetting that this woman didn't want to talk about the ghost. But the other thing about that light bulb, it didn't just burst. It actually like flew across the room to the other side of that dining room. And what the, that's what they're saying. And the, Haley actually went over and got the light bulb and kept it and brought it home with her because she thought for sure it was like, you know, a ghostly relic, you know, or something like that. But really interesting. And maybe to me, that is poltergeist type of activity. I think it is too. I mean, I don't have light bulbs bursting in my no. house. I've never seen anything like that really happen, you know, right. without somebody intervening and doing something. Right, exactly. And, and also like going all the way across the room. Like, yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, I think that could totally be ghosts. You never know. All right, so we've talked about the main haunts. Why don't you tell us all about your whole stay at the Windsor Hotel? Gotcha. So I actually, so initially I booked with a friend of mine here in Atlanta. I don't like staying in haunted places by myself, obviously. If you guys listen regularly, you know I'm the one that has a hard time sleeping in these places. So although these seem to be mostly friendly spirits, I was a little hesitant to stay the night by myself. My friend ends up having to kind of cancel last minute. So I was like, that's fine. You know, I'll head down there. Maybe one of my aunts, you know, will will stay in the room with me. But um, so I drive down to Americas. I walk in. I just think the whole hotel is really cool. And they had the whole lobby set up for the murder mystery. It's a big event for them each year. So I'm standing in line. I I go up to the check, uh, check in and I ask the woman, so what's with the ghosts? You know, like anything interesting, you know, and she basically kind of started whispering to me about it. She was like, you know, a lot of people get freaked out by this. I'm going to be real quiet (laughs) (laughs) because there were some people behind me. So she was whispering about the ghost. She basically told me the story of the woman and her child that fell down the elevator shaft that still haunt the place. And she also said immediately without me even asking, she goes, we got your request. The haunted room, it's ready for you. (laughs) I loved it. I was excited that she had definitely embraced the ghost. She was keeping her voice down. She didn't want to scare the other people in case they had overheard, which I was kind of like, bring it on, you know, who cares, right? So I go up to my room. Initially, I'm up there by myself and I got great vibes. It's a nice room. It's really comfortable. It had two double beds. Um, It had a fridge. It had a cute little restroom. Really clean, really nice. It was it was a great room. I got good positive vibes. So initially I wasn't scared or anything like that. So I sat up there for a little bit. I brought a K2 meter with me as well as a spirit box. So the K2 meter hopefully will measure like any electromagnetic fields that are out of the ordinary. And then the spirit box just kind of cycles through really quickly radio to create white noise. And if you hear any words that are kind of elongated, maybe you, you know. Would, maybe that's a spirit cutting through the white noise, right? So I had both of those things going. Then I get a call from my aunt um, who she had just arrived in town with my uncle and um, another one of my aunts. And they came up to the room. They had margaritas ready to go. They had a bottle of Patron. They had wine already. So we immediately started having some margaritas and 
having a good time talking about ghosts and all that kind of stuff, right? And they wanted to see the rooms. They're they're totally up for this kind of stuff too. So that was fun. And then a lot of my other other relatives showed up. My um, other aunts and uncles and some cousins all arrived and we basically were like okay let's go downstairs and get ready for this murder mystery dinner so the murder mystery was really fun you just can't really go wrong with a murder mystery right yeah i agree i also love that the um receptionist was really nice at the desk and like kind of told you and whispered and said we got your request and acknowledged that I do got to say, like, I respect as well that they, you know, I think it's kind of like a double-edged sword to some degree for some of these hotels where a lot of people want to go because it's haunted, but then a lot of people are scared of that. Kind of like that, you know, that waitress that we were talking about Mm -hmm. in that story, like, she won't acknowledge it, you know, because of her religious beliefs, fine, I get it, I guess, kind of. Right. And I think, you know, you kind of have to find that fine line as a hotel so I do understand why they're whispering about it to some degree yeah I get it so we do the murder mystery it was fun um had some drinks that the food was good we went up to their restaurant they served kind of uh like banquet style type of dinner I pulled like some of the uh actors and I was like excuse me you know like asking them questions doing the typical like murder mystery type of thing my uncle Brad is sitting next to me and he listens to the show every week so Thank you, Uncle Brad, for listening. He is a dedicated listener. He's, he loves this kind of stuff. He likes, you know, the the mystery of kind of like, you know, any kind of strange paranormal type of thing. And so he's sitting next to me along with like my Uncle Tom and, and then uh, my Uncle Brad's wife, Carla, they're sitting there. And like, we're all confused about this. Like, we're not even close to getting this murder mystery correct. I I was way off. Like, ultimately, I was like, I don't know. Like, and <laughs> Brad is sitting there going, I have no clue, right? So we get to the end of the mystery and they start reading out the winners. He wins. Uncle Brad wins the whole, like, the whole thing. You know, so he gets like a t-shirt and he gets to go up front or whatever. And I looked at him like, what? Like, (laughs) where did this come from? (laughs) Did you have some sort of like insight into this? Because he certainly didn't give me any clues when we were at the table. (laughs) Right? So we finish up, um, we finish up the mystery. We go up to the room. All of us kind of go up there and we're turn on the K2 meter, having another drink, you know, just kind of trying to ghost hunt a little bit. We didn't get any action from the spirits um, while they were up there. They, I think maybe, you know, it's crowded, lots of folks, but it was fun. Like you just, you can't go wrong. And you guys were definitely having cocktails from what I heard. I think oh, definitely. Packed, didn't they even pack like a cooler of yes. like margaritas, our aunts and uncles? Yes, they showed up <laughs> margaritas ready to go. You know, so you just can't go wrong. <laughs> so that was fun. Um, so eventually, you know, my aunt Beverly was going to stay with me in the room because she knew I was kind of freaked out. But I was like, I'm fine, actually. I was getting good vibes. She had to go like travel somewhere early in the morning. So I went ahead and said, yeah, you're good. By then it was probably, gosh, it was getting a little later. It was probably like nine, maybe a little after that, 9 p.m. So I stayed in the room for a little bit and then I made my way over to the bar and their bar is called Floyd's Pub. It's on the second floor. and It's, it's a- named after Floyd Lowry, the bellhop. Oh, I didn't even realize. Yes. I was going to ask you if you went to Floyd's Pub. Yes. Um, and what's funny is Floyd in real life, I guess, never even had a drink in his really? life. But he was like such a dedicated employee that they decided to to name this pub after him. Oh, huh. 
cool. So it's it's like a nice like you could tell it's older. It's like it's uh, it's got good ambiance in there. It's kind of small, quaint little uh, pub area on the second floor, and then it connects to their big balcony area. They've got a big outdoor deck area connected to the hotel, so it's it's connected to that. So it was fun. So I sat down and had a couple of drinks and I started talking to some of the people that lived in town and they were all really, really nice. So all the local people that I came across were all really friendly. I heard a couple of interesting stories. So you also got to think, so America, south of Atlanta, it's, it's very close to Andersonville. And if you know anything about Andersonville during the Civil War, it was a, a big prison, essentially. Thousands of people died in Andersonville. And so they also have a large cemetery, which our grandparents are both buried at, a military veteran. And so you've got the cemetery, you've got all of this history of thousands of deaths, civil war in that area, any hauntings to me. I mean, just even the hearing about, you know, the maid and her daughter and Floyd, it could be any number of people that maybe came through the area during the civil war time and just historically. Right. That's there's, true. Yeah. There's there's been a lot of death in that area. So one of the guys I was talking to at the bar, he was telling me a story how and he lives in Andersonville. So he was telling me he was going up to this building and he sees this man standing on this deck of this business, like the front porch kind of area of a business. And he said he looked like he was wearing some sort of like old military clothes. And he thought maybe he was like uh, in a costume or something. And he got closer to him. And he could kind of see like his face looked distorted, like he had some sort of like an injury, like part of his jaw was missing almost. And as he got closer, the guy just disappeared and he was just like shocked. So he is a ghost believer. Wow. And the people that I talked to there, most of them believe in ghosts and a lot of them, you know, kind of said they had some experience. Is that the guy that paid your tab? No, different person. <laughs> no, he did. The guy that paid my tab did not have any haunt, haunted stories. And I told him not to pay the tab, but he was insistent. Friendly people. <laughs> Friendly people in America. So, yeah, it was, an, it was an interesting evening. They had lots of, uh, lots of nice people there. It was fun. I enjoyed it. And everybody that you talked to, I feel like, knew that the place was haunted. Like, they had heard the stories of the little girl running down the hallway kind of thing. Like, they were aware of it, right? Some were, but other people weren't. Oh, interesting. You know, I, you know, if I remember, I like, some people are like, oh, really? I, I hadn't heard. For some of them, like, this was just their local place that they'd go to on a Saturday night. Bar. Oh, Like, right. this was the bar in town that they'd go to. They weren't necessarily staying at the hotel. Right. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So I know when you went back to the room, I was waiting for you to get back to the room and start ghost hunting. I was getting stir crazy because I wanted to FaceTime with you <laughs> so we could kind of like semi ghost hunt together. So by the time you showed up to the room, we were FaceTiming quite a bit and you had your spirit box out and your K2 meter. When I was on the phone with you, you weren't really getting anything. Did you have anything else happen after that? So I, I stayed up for a while. I, I had the K2 meter, had things rolling, trying to get something. I even tried to like tell the spirit to close the door to the bathroom, make noises. Oh, another thing the front desk lady told me is that sometimes the handle on that um, bedroom door will jiggle like there's someone trying to get in, but there's nobody on the other side. I did for, ex- 
Is that for your room in particular or any other rooms? That's what she said for my room. But who knows? It could be because I said any anything in particular you hear from people about that room when I was checking in. What's the story with the ghosts? I almost forgot about that. I'm glad I remember. What's what room number were you in again? 334. 334. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't catch anything like that. I was also like I had some margaritas earlier in the evening and then I like had a couple of martinis at the bar. So those are not weak. I, I was certainly feeling it, but I was having fun. It was a Saturday night. I was hanging yeah. out in my room. You know, it was, it was a good time. So yeah, I, I even walked up and down the hall with the K2 meter. I didn't catch anything. I got no action from the ghost, but you know, here's the thing. Anytime you go to a haunted location, you can't count on anything happening is, is it fun is it an adventure is it fun to like sit around and try to get something to happen totally and that's what i'm there for sometimes things happen sometimes they don't you just you can't time these things out now i will say i fell asleep and quite easily based on the number of martinis that i had <laughs> so <laughs> that helped and i knew that was kind of like a i gotta say that's a big step for you Lindsay, because you actually fell asleep in a haunted room by yourself. I know. I know. Yeah. And But, you know, I got good vibes. All I had heard was about friendly spirits. So I was able to just doze off. The, the martinis helped for sure. But huge step for me. I agree. If it was a Sally house, absolutely not doing it. Can't yeah. sleep there by myself. So but this place, much better. It was very comfortable. Now, I did wake up. I remember waking up in the middle of the night. It was probably like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. I wish I would have taken note of the time to my radio going off. So I didn't realize until you said it earlier that that happens with electronics. So the radio in the middle of the, the table in the middle of the room is just blaring loud, okay? And I woke up in my kind of like half asleep, semi still drunken stupor, like trying to turn this thing off, like doing everything in my power to turn this stupid radio off. And I think I just turned the volume way down and that's how I got it to go away. Yeah, my guess is it was probably like an alarm set by somebody, but why would somebody set an alarm for that early in the morning at that time? I don't know. It's interesting that other people have experienced it. Odds are high. It, it is an alarm clock, right? And somebody can set timers for these things. But odds are high that's really what it was. But kind of interesting. You know, maybe yeah. I did have something. You experienced, experienced you experienced something that is commonly talked about in the hotel. So that's so I mean, interesting. Could have been an alarm, but again, you know, I I count it. I count it as something. I do too. It's something. Is it definitive? No. But is it interesting? Yeah. Absolutely. So that was my one ghostly experience. And then essentially I kind of just got up, um, tried to get something more to happen. I always tell spirits, Lisa and I always do this whenever we go to a place like, Hey, we're about to leave, you know, like, or I even told the spirits that night, the night before I was like, this is it just one night and I'm out of here guys. Like if you're going to do something, please, I just want to communicate with you. So I even tried that in the morning. I tried to let them know, guys, I'm leaving. Got like another couple hours and I got to go and nothing, nothing different happened. Nothing too interesting. So I packed up, went back to Atlanta and uh, really enjoyed that quick little trip. 
That sounds like a fun trip. And again, that murder mystery is just a once a year thing, usually in the spring, I believe. So keep your eyes out for that, everybody. I'm sure Lindsay's probably gonna wanna attend future ones, especially since it's so close to where a lot of our relatives live. And I know that they had a lot of fun doing that. The prices on the rooms are, you know, actually very reasonable, I thought. Now, Lindsay, you can, you know, maybe vouch for this or tell us how much you paid for your room. But a standard room is typically like $134. Is that about what you remember paying? Well, I paid, I think I paid a little bit more because I did the murder mystery dinner. And it came as a package. So I don't know exactly what the room rate was on its own, but for two people to attend the dinner and for the room for the night, it was $250. Keep in okay. mind, it's a busy night for them typically during that weekend. They have a lot of people booking rooms. So they could probably charge a little bit of a premium, but 250 total for dinners and the entertainment. And, and for two people to for attend two people. Dinner. Nice. Yep. So yeah, so without the murder mystery dinner, it's about 135 bucks. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. And you can even get sweets there. They have like a bridal suite. Um, they also have President Jimmy Carter suite. And that is only $249 a night. And they're Ooh. nice. So like if you have a family, you even, you know, need extra beds kind of thing. These suites are actually, I think, a pretty good deal for a family. Mm-hmm. So only $249. Now, there is kind of like a history tour. I don't know if it's offered through the, the hotel exactly, but I found it on exploregeorgia.org, um, which is a, you know, Georgia website, not for the, the hotel. But there is a history and ghost tour, which lasts about 45 minutes, and it's $12. Now, in order to do this, you need to actually call the number that's on the website. So again, exploregeorgia.org is where you're going to want to go to find this information. But it does look like it's seven days a week. So if you're interested in that, definitely go check it out. It does look like they will let you go into certain areas of the hotel as well that guests aren't necessarily allowed to go to. So I think that would be a really interesting one. And maybe next time you go there, Lindsay, you can do that that tour and let us know yeah, about it. I will. So I might have to make this a regular like yearly thing. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to us. Please check out our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. We also have Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Reach out to us with any suggestions. If you have a place that you think would be a great episode, we might just put that out there. And also, if you have ghost stories, please send them our way. Thanks, everybody. Stay healthy and safe. Thank you.